This is Top Shop Podcast. Shop Podcast. Top Shop Podcast. A show way beyond the story. Get ready to accelerate your car knowledge and ignite your love for automobiles. Podcast for automotive service business owners by Paul Donahue. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Top Shop. And this is the very first episode. And we've got Michael Bergeron, a.k.a. Man Cave Mike. Uh, Mike's been in business for over 12 years now. And I don't know whether you folks know it or not. So uh, he's been in business for 12 years, and a lot of shops, shop owners may not know it, but um, a lot of shop owners, 80% of them do not make it to the fifth year. Uh, Michael's also working to break that $2 million a year um, in annual revenue uh, growth, and that's a lot. You know, you've really got to do a lot of things right to, to get to that. So uh, without further ado, um, uh, Man Cave, uh, Colorado is located in Westminster, and um, um, Mike's at the top of his game. Um, uh, gets the high-end vehicles as well as all the everyday uh, vehicles as well. So, uh, Mike, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, it looks like you did a great job for me. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've been in business for 12 years. Um, started out uh, in my automotive world, you know, in doing car stereo and uh, kind of moved into mortgages and things like that. That didn't work out so well. Um, but then I landed a job at a car museum and man, that was awesome. I got to meet some great clientele that I would normally not be able to meet. Uh, we tried to build a racetrack. It just didn't happen, kind of fell through and kind of opened up my opportunity to start man cave. And when I started, actually, we, we tried to do, uh, kind of a Facebook for car guys type thing. And, it just wasn't going really well. And I asked one of my old clients, I said, Hey, can we borrow one of your buildings that you store your cars in to have an office so we can come so somewhere every day. And so that's where it kind of started. Wasn't, you know, doing a lot of uh, revenue. Um, and then, you know, I kind of had the idea of, Hey, let's start a detail shop. Why are at it? We got a lot, you know, a place to, to detail. I, I knew a little bit about it because I helped start a detail shop in the past and help them run it. And, um, that's how man cave was born. So, you know, I really got, it was kind of just a, a lucky start because I had an email list of 4,300 car collectors and, um, I had a space that I could use for free for eight months. And, you know, I had a lot of help from, you know, sponsors like, uh, Adams polishes who, who, get, who gave me some stuff to get going and, you know, that's how I started. And and I was very close to not making it the first five years. And I had all this help. So I know it's really important. Um, I wanted to quit at one time. I, there was one time where I just couldn't even pay my guys and literally I couldn't get money out of the ATM machine or anything. Uh, I said, Hey, my next deal comes in. I promise I'll pay you on it. Luckily that next day a, a job came in and I paid my guy and then just, you know, kept chugging away. Um, the most important advice I could say would be someone told me, Hey, this is your baby. And are you going to just let your baby die? You know, give them away. No, you're going to do whatever you can. You're going to fight for your business. And I was going to throw away my business. And he, he told me to just stay in it and, and keep chugging along. And, and you're right. Once you're doing it for five years, it does get easier. And it even gets that much easier once you hit 10 years. And I'm not going to say that there's still, you know, no struggles, but not the same type of struggles. It's you're trying to grow, you know, costs are, are going up. So, you know, I'm glad I stayed with it, but it was the best education I could get. I didn't need to go to college to learn this stuff. 
this was my college education right here, just running a business. That's it. So you brought up something that's really important. I haven't really, I haven't heard it in a long time, but it was about 20 some years ago that I was first brought up to this principle that it's proven um, like scientifically somehow that uh, most people will give up a maddening five feet from their goal. So a lot of people set a goal to do something and they'll work, 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 and then they quit. Well, they don't have a, they don't have a crystal ball that would have told them that if they would have persisted just a little bit longer, yeah, they would, they would have broke through. So, uh, oh yeah, it was a, it was a, a gold mining thing. It, it was an actual story. The guy found heard um, that. Yeah, remember that one? And then he stopped like a maddening. He sold the equipment to somebody else, and the guy bought it, brought in a, a geological guy or something. And they said, yep. "Oh, if you start digging over here, you'll probably find that vein again." And it was like five to ten feet of digging, and they found the vein again. And so the so guy my, walked away from one of the most profitable gold mines in history. Yeah, <laughs> that's a true so, story. So mm -hmm. my vein, my vein right there that you're talking about was I. You know, I, we were we weren't doing very much. We were maybe doing twenty grand a month, and I thought it was a lot. And I was like, okay, you know, my costs were eight grand doing 20 grand we're doing all right let's open up some more stores and i opened up two more stores so we had three stores here in the denver metro area and i was even doing like a little mobile type detail up in colorado springs and you know things are good when when it's summer and you just you know you got a lot of business coming in but then winter hit i couldn't keep these stores busy and i was a hundred grand in debt and so Basically, the best thing I did was start over, just shut down the other stores. I brought all those detailers to one store. I remember my store manager said, you know, how are we going to keep four guys busy? And I said, watch, we're going to do it. And sure enough, and, and now we got 13 guys here. So, um, you know, I, I was really close to just throwing in the towel and I'm glad I didn't. Right. Yeah. Well, we're glad you didn't either. So and then back then um, you didn't know or have the skills to hire or find a digital marketing company that could carry you through those winter months at that time. Right. You weren't doing pretty much anything digital back then. I've, I've, I tried just about everything we've done SEO and, and paid advertising and, you know, all sorts of stuff, but you know, it just, it, it just never quite took off the way it did when we found you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I want to keep this away from an advertisement. By the okay. way, you're listening, Michael is a client. So uh, it'd be the perfect, uh, uh, perfect person. We want to have every month, we want to have one really successful person in the paint protection industry. And since Michael's already a client, he was my logical choice. So uh, anyway, just let everybody know that. So, um, so you already shared your journey to success. I, I, I cop, you know, here, what are some great questions to ask? You already shared your journey to success. Um, and, and you also described the major setback and failure that you encountered along the way and how you overcame it. So that's really good because a lot of other listeners, they're going to have the same thing. There's something's going to come up and it's going to be big and it's going to take you to that point like I have in business throughout my life where it'll take you to that point where you're like, geez, you know, should I keep doing this? You know, uh, but as long as you have a vision and as long as you're providing really good value to the marketplace, I've always found that as long as you persist, you'll you'll win out in the long run. So you know, one thing we add to that real quick. Sure. Uh, kind of an interesting thing is is my mom more than anyone. She really? Like, mom? You need no. She just said you need to shut down the business and just go get a real job. You know. Oh yeah. And, Typical mom advice. You know what? That, that was a driving force. It's like, no, 
she's wrong. You just, yeah, I don't want to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it just, she wanted to just get that nine to five job that, you know, benefits and all that stuff. And she thought that I couldn't, you know, raise a family, you know, being a entrepreneur and, um, you know, it is tough, but, uh, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. You brought up a really good point and this is proven by, by research also, you know, uh, um, uh, people often ask for advice from the wrong people. You know, you don't ask a plumber for financial Wall Street advice. You know, you <laughs> yeah. don't go to Wall Street and ask a, a Wall Street guy on advice on marital relationships, <laughs> you know. But we do it all the time and we don't give a second thought. And we get a lot of advice from family and friends. But if if they're not someone who's successful, so that I listen to Ed Milet a lot. And Ed Milet, you know, says you got to remember to separate you can love them, but you got to separate that advice that you get from them because they aren't, they're only going to tell you what they know. And that's typical mom advice. You go get a job, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to an aspiring uh, entrepreneur, um, you know, who's just starting their business? So, um, you know, in some other area besides your market, of course. <laughs> you know, I'd say one of the biggest things you can do is is always like if you're to the point where you're trying to buy a shop, get a shop bigger than what you can really afford. And, you know, you may, you may stretch the budget a little bit, but you're going to grow into it. And when I got into this shop, I mean, I, I, I had all sorts of setbacks. I was in the storage facility that there was a bathroom, you know, a block away that I had to, you know, uh, run down to if I had to go to the bathroom. It didn't have heating or air conditioning there. So, you know, I had to make enough money there through the summer to, um, to be able to get a, a real shop in the winter. So, um, but every time that I got these shops, you always run out of space. So when I got the shop I'm in now, I came down, I actually looked at a, a shop just two doors down and it probably would have been perfect. And he happened to show me this shop that we're in now and it was way too big. Uh, and, you know, you negotiate a little bit, got three months free rent. You just, you just say, Hey, we're going to try to make this work. And, you know, it, it, you just, you'll grow into it every time. If you have a building that's a little bit too big, do some car storage, that exotic car storage, a will give you some credibility with customers coming in that, Hey, look at the type of cars you're working on. You're storing it. They, they become in-house clients. And then as you get bigger, you can get rid of that car storage because the car storage may pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month or whatever it is. And and so it's not enough to really pay for the space, but it might be enough to break even on the space. So now we don't do any car storage, but that gave me the chance to get into a building. And now we're too small. Again, we really should move into a bigger location. Now it's about learning how to be efficient. Okay. Yeah. And another thing too, is when I first walked in Man Cave, just like I'm an expert on, on digital, I've written books on it. But, you know, it's when that website loads, it's 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 that initial one second subconscious opinion that people make of you. Well, it's the same thing when I first walked in your business. Man Cave has got a great man cave upstairs with a collection of all kinds of cool stuff. And then the downstairs is a real nice lobby area with um, with retail items and stuff like that. And the whole shop is clean. Well, you know, clean, busy shop. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, as clean as it can be for a busy shop, you know, and then awesome, you know, lighting and everything. And so when people walk in, you know, people right away know that Man Cave is a, is a professional shop. So I just wanted to mention that because I've been dealing with business owners for 40 years now. Uh, and 
a lot of times in order to up your game, all you have to do is clean up your act. A lot of times, you know, because we come into the same shop every single day, we tend to just throw stuff in a pile. Well, you don't notice it, but customers notice it and it's subconscious. So having that real clean, um, um, you know, fresh, nice environment that when people first walk into business, it's really important. A lot of shops tend to skip that. So that's something we try to do it every winter. So every winter when we're slow, I know you, you know, it's hard to keep on these employees that are hourly and they're just standing around, keep them busy by painting the shop or try to do something cool with the shop every year. I try to do something for, uh, as like a, a Christmas present to the shop, you know, is it buy a brand new extractor, buy a plotter, you know, buy new lighting, do something to improve the shop every year. That's really good advice, Michael. It really is. So, um, so what trends or developments do you see taking place in your industry that, uh, that people, other shop owners would really want to pay attention to? You know, right now, I really think paint protection film um, and high heat rejection window tint is the ticket. Now, a few yeah. years ago, it was ceramic coatings and ceramic coatings are huge right now and everyone's doing them, but not everybody can, you know, tint windows, um, especially with the film that's going to keep out that high heat, you know, 90% or higher heat rejection. Um, that's amazing self-healing clear bra or, or paint protection film we live in the rock chip capital of the u.s but i'm sure anywhere you get rock chips on your car it's going to get expensive to paint because paint's going up body shops are getting uh bought out by these bigger uh bigger shops and it's hard to paint your car now if you do get those rock chips quality's going down too with that yep absolutely and so i think when the vehicle's brand new, that's your perfect opportunity to cover the whole front end, full hood, full fenders, full front bumper, and the mirrors with paint protection film. And then tint your even your windshield. It can be a clear film. Uh, it doesn't have to be dark, uh, so you can see out great, and it still stops that heat on your stomach or keeping your dash from fading or cracking. And um, and then you know ceramic coat it just to make it easy to wash. But I would say those are the three things that we really focus on here. Those, uh, that is really the the future of this business. Right. Yep. Yeah, I agree, and I believe it's the that's where the profits are at in the industry too. You might you might bring them in with detail, you know, but it's kind of a just like you, you'd rather kind of keep detail to the side. Um, it, and uh, you know what, I I would I always talk about you know, hey, I don't really want to do the detailing, but. It's also essential because sometimes you bring these cars in to do a detail and then they find out, oh, you do window tint, you do clear bra. It is nice being a one-stop shop. And if you have the capability, you know, you really should bring it in as much as you don't want to. Um, it, it's good to be able to offer just about everything you can, but you really got to focus on your core business. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, businesses that have a, like a necessary evil. Uh, one I can think of off the top of my head is... Um... Uh, property rental management companies they're also their real estate companies well 90 percent of all their sales come from the property rental management because i've lived in tourist areas most of my life so uh so it was kind of a necessary evil because it's a pain in the butt you know running running these uh people's units out to these tourists and visitors but when the tourist or the visitor was interested in buying a piece of property who'd they call what real estate company do they call so it's kind really? of the same thing with you you know, really so they bring the car there. Oh, you know what? That might be, I think I really want to get at least the front end of the car done and get, you know, because I'm seeing these rock chips. So 
I can see where the details, the same thing with you. Um, you know, you'd love to cut it out completely, but <laughs> it uh, brings in some revenues and it keeps people coming around the coming around the shop where you can. Here's another, another thing you can do is even if you don't offer a service, you're probably in a position to where it's easier to, for you to find someone to actually do it. And there's nothing wrong with having an independent contractor come in and help you with that. And so for hail repair, that's one of them. Almost every hail repair guy, they're always going to be independent contractors. We bring them in, they'll fix it. We mark it up a little bit and it's a way to keep that customer still coming to us. We do the same thing with wheel repair, auto body and paint, all sorts of neat things. So if you just really offer everything for the customer, it really helps out. Uh, so that customer always trusts you as, hey, this is the guy to go to. Right. Yep. And I, I'm a massive believer, you know, both of my SUVs are covered from head to toe and and um, and paint protection film. And I was actually in Florida and got the uh, the, the windshield put on. Like I thought the guy was just trying to hustle me, you know, trying to sell something. But man, as soon as he put it on, I I could tell the immediate difference. Now I won't buy a car without getting that windshield done right away because, man, that stuff really works and blocks blocks it. And we need to get that information to the consumer more because it's really effective. A lot of people tint their the windows, the sides of the windows, but they don't do the windshield. That's the most important part you need to tint, although it's not tinted. That's it's it's yep. Yeah. So that's something I really want to help you and other people in the industry market to the consumer. So we want to get that information out there to them. So um, how do you approach competition in your industry? I mean, do you see it as a threat or as an opportunity? You know, I felt like in the early days, you're constantly looking and seeing what your competitors are doing. Um, I do feel like it is important to at least figure out, you know, where they're at as far as pricing. But when you're, when you've been doing it long enough, you're really just worried about yourself. You're not worried about, you know, what the competition's doing. Um, I actually have some great relationships with competitors. We see them at car shows, things like that. It's nice to be able to say, hi, I don't want anyone out there, you know, not liking us for any reason. You never know how things, relationships will develop in the future. There may be someone who shuts their business down in the future because most detail shops don't last more than five years. They may call you up and say, Hey, I've, you know, I've got a bunch of detail product I want to sell or, you know, or something. And, and, you know, it's just, it's always good to, to play friendly. So that's just, I always try to live by that. Okay. Uh, any suggestions on the work-life balance for the a budding entrepreneur, or the person who's been in the industry for just a few years and is looking to grow? Well, <laughs> are you talking about family? Yeah. You know, I'm an entrepreneur too. So I, I, you know, I don't have any children. I don't have any dogs. So I can work as much as I want, jump on a plane whenever I want. But there's a lot of people that have families. And I've often wondered, especially like most any business owner, but you know, uh, I'm like, you own two restaurants and you got three kids. Um, how do you do that? You know, so I was just wondering, you know, if you had any advice for that work-life balance, because it's really. I important. really believe in the whole just work your nine to five, eight to six, something like that. Uh, um, beyond that, I think the rest of that is family time. There's going to be times where you have a big show and you're gone Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You know, those those are, you know, necessary. You know, for us, it's big old auto shows or car shows that are multi-day. Those are tough days, but they're also important days. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many times the customer comes back and sees us several years later and says, yeah, I saw you at that show. And it's like, wow, that, that show was five years ago. And it just keeps paying dividends. So um, 
that is important. But at the same time, I'm not one to work till nine, 10 o'clock at night or even midnight, you know, usually five o'clock, six, I'm gone. Um, you know, and, uh, still like to have fun. You know, we go go-karting and like racing and things like that. And that actually, you know, you meet some great people and they become potential clients as well. But, um, for me now I see my wife plenty. She works in the business. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that. My kids, Yeah, they're 14 and 15. They want to do other things. They're, they're about done seeing dad, you know, but uh, actually not my son when he wants to go racing, he will see me, but yeah, my daughter's, you know, she's getting old enough to be independent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll be there uh, September 23rd for the Rusty Wallace experience. I got the ticket for the 15 laps. Is that a PPIR? Yeah. I'm in it too. Oh, are you? I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll yep. see you there. Yeah, it's on the 20. I'm booked in on the 23rd. I don't know what day you're booked in. So I'll be there. Yeah. The I need to ask my wife. She, she oh, said, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my buddy did that in Vegas. I don't know what, what, the, what he says. If you get a chance to do it, do it. So, you know, we got the tickets from the same place. So I'm like, that's cool. I hope to see you there. I hope, I hope we got our hope we're there. To see. Oh, yeah. Hope it's, if you if September, I think that was the uh, that was the date. So I'll see you there. That's cool. Uh, right. Managing finances is super important for running any business. Do you got any um, important lessons that you've learned, you know, about managing finances or, you know, just making wise investments in the in the shop? Businesses like, you know, for um, for growing the shop, a minimum is 5% of gross revenues in digital to, to, to get moving, you know, and get more customers in and, and, and turn that around. So well, um, for me, it's, any advice? This is how I started. <laughs> um I used to, obviously you're busy in the summer. I used to try to save up as much money as I can before it starts slowing down. And, you know, it was one of those things where I would just hope that I have enough money to make it through the winter. And you wouldn't believe how many times I ran out of money right as spring rolled around. So Mm -hmm. um, my wife helps manage the finances. I mean, obviously you just, you know, you gotta be smart. But it's tough. I mean, you know, just, you know, don't overspend on on stuff that doesn't make you money. Just make sure you're getting a return on everything you do. That's good advice. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it's funny how things, certain things happen. I've been talking to business owners uh, for a long time since I was in my early 20s. And I've always asked them, no matter what kind of business I had, hey, how'd you get started? And I heard all kinds of, you know, uh, crazy thing. So it was very interesting how you got started. You had that list of the 4,300 uh, collectors, and then things just kind of uh, rolled into what they were. But you've taken what was originally given to you, and you've really turned it into a successful uh, business model, you know, that I look forward to helping you grow. So that's all the questions I've got. Uh, any other advice for anybody? <laughs> you know, probably the, the biggest thing I would just say is you know, make sure you treat your employees right. They're hard to come by. I know it's easy to just fire someone when they're, they come in late and things like that. You know, you get, you got to make it fun to work there. If, if you just, if you have too many rules and you just, you make, you make it boring to work there, it's easy to find another job. I like to take my guys um, out go-karting. We've, we've went to SEMA, we've went to car shows and Telluride. You know, I've had my guys go on the gold rush rally from San Diego to Miami, you know, and we've had a lot of fun 
you know, doing this. And that, I think that's really important. Wow, that was a really good thing to follow up with. My brother-in-law in Ohio, Avon, Ohio, is um, a manager of one of the largest AutoNation uh, dealerships in, in the nation. I mean, he's always like up at the top, 175 people, you know, under his employee. And, and I asked him one time, I've got a wall full of books there on marketing, business management, blah, blah, blah. And I asked him, I said, you know, when I was up visiting my mom, I says, um, um, I said, how do you, you know, what, what's your, what's your, how do you manage all those people? Well, what, what advice would you give me? And I never forget what he said. Um, he said, um, uh, have systems in place, make sure you have good systems in place and then have people, uh, uh work in those systems. And then he said, treat your staff like family. So he has yeah. barbecues for him all the time. He does all kinds of, and that was the, out of all the stuff I read, you know, I said, you know, that, that's the best damn advice. <laughs> You know, one thing that we we do is the last Friday of every month, we have employee appreciation day is what we call it. And so we buy, you know, food for everybody. And, and throughout the month, we'll do some other things where, you know, Taco Tuesday. I mean, what, you spend, you know, $50, $80 to buy tacos for everyone at the shop, buy pizza, things like that. But that last Friday of every month, people look forward to it. We do. We we barbecue um last week i think we brought uh we bought went to a place that sell uh spell um sell spaghetti and meatballs and sandwiches and we got a whole bunch of food and we brought in for everyone um so you know the next month we might do um you know chicken wings or you know who knows what it is but it's just a nice way to you know give back to the employees and you know we all you know we, they all have fun that's great advice, Michael. So uh, listen, thank you very much for your time. Uh, listeners, if you're ever in the Westminster area, stop in and see Michael at uh, Main Cape, Colorado. It's an awesome shop. And uh, Mike, thanks for being my very first guest on Top Shop. Hey, absolutely. And if if anyone's watching and they're in this type of business and, and they need some advice or want to reach out, they can reach us through our Facebook page, um, Man Cave Colorado. Uh, they can also, they can call or text me. Um, as well. My number is 303-929-1998. I'm not afraid to help people. I'm not afraid of getting too many calls. I was in a tough spot and had nobody to really help me and you just got to figure it out. I know what it's like. So if you're out there struggling with the business and you want some advice, feel free to call me. I'm I'm, I'm there to help you. All right. Thanks a lot, Michael, man. You have a great All day. Right. Hey, I'll see you on the racetrack on the 23rd. Absolutely. I'll be willing, uh, there to kick your butt. For additional automotive resources and exclusive content, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch all our episodes. Thanks again for joining us in the driver's seat, and we'll see you next time for another thrilling episode of Top Shop.